Let's do it. All right, everybody, welcome back to the next episode of The Nosebleeds. I am Chris Witt, and sitting in front of me, as always, is my cousin Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today, sir? Chris, the good Lord has blessed me with a meritorious day. A meritorious day. How are you? If I was any better, I'd be having a meritorious day. <laughs> That's good. So you're close to that. I'm close to it. Well, then I don't, you're pretty good off. I don't know if I'm all the way to to that meritorious day, but I'm gonna, you know, do my best to get there. I, it sounds if you're close, then you're you're in good shape. That sounds good. So anyway, welcome back, everybody. We appreciate you guys tuning in once again on whatever. Uh, whatever station you're listening to this on. Uh, today we are going to get into the end of the finals. The NBA finals is over. Uh, it's going to be a crazy summer with a lot of with a lot of free agents going on. We're not going to get into too much of that today. We, we'll touch on it a little bit. Really, just kind of talk about how the Cavs got uh, got beat in the finals, swept first sweep in. Uh, since LeBron, uh, since 2007, I believe, when LeBron hit LeBron's first time in the finals, 2006. I think it was 2006. Yeah. Anyway, Spurs. So uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll get into a little bit of that. Uh, talk about the Reds. Um, I got a little something that I'm going to throw at Adam that he's not ready for yet. Uh, that has to do with uh, kind of like an all star all star picking uh, situation. We got a little. Uh, we had, we had somebody on, on the Facebook comment and, uh, wanted to hear some, something about what he thinks. And I don't know if he saw that yet. So I'm going to throw that at him. And then, uh, I hate surprises. Let's do it. Yeah. Exciting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You had no idea. Fun for you. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, we're going to get into some Colin Kaepernick. It's, you know, we've been talking about doing this for a while. We had a real long conversation yesterday. Uh, and, and I think I, it's it's not going to be a long drawn out thing but i do want to put out we both feel pretty much the same way we want to try to put it in words uh best we can it's it's a it's a slippery slope we realize that as middle-aged white men but we're going to give it a try so yep. uh anyway take a look at, as you said we if you come out and uh, make any kind of comments on facebook we will uh, try to get you a shout out. Uh, do what if you guys have ideas for the show. We'd love to hear them. So we we uh, actually have one of those today from STS Snodgrass or Snod, I think is what it is. Sorry, Steve uh, Snodgrass. Steve Snodgrass. I guess we can say his name. I don't know okay. how that works. I don't know how. I don't know what you're allowed and not allowed to do. Of course, you know when you have six people listen to your podcast, I guess you can pretty much do whatever you want. Hey, we're doing all right. Yeah. Hey, we're doing all right. We're doing real good. We've. Uh, and we appreciate all the help from everybody. So, also, before we get into that, Beat the Streak. Join Beat the Streak app. It's the MLB app. Uh, chance to win $5.6 million. And our group is the Slippery Dogs. I currently am sitting at a seven-game hitting streak, and I, unless uh, Mike Jenkins, who is another one in the group, doubled down this week, doubled down today like I did, I would be winning. Ooh. I'll be in the lead and have the current highest streak since the group was started. So, if you at the end of the year join if you join our group and by the end of the year you have the most the highest streak, you're going to get a uh Nosebleeds Sports Podcast gift bag. Yes. Definitely a t-shirt. Definitely a t-shirt. We don't know what's going to be in the bag yet. Yeah. It might be it might be it's going to be it'll be a t-shirt at least and probably an autograph from each of us. Yeah, and it, it might be it may be an autographed piece of uh, belly button lint. Yeah, it's uh, going to be something. It's going to be something to get excited about. It's going to be belly button lint. It's going to be. Have you ever seen the guys that that? Uh, so back when I used to go on vacation, they would write on a piece of rice, and then put it in like a vial with water, and it would like blow it up, like it would, and you could read what it said on a piece of rice. And these people would write. On a piece of rice. I have never seen or heard of that. One hundred percent. If you've seen or heard of that, comment, please. Wow. Throw a comment on there. I, I gotta look that up. Oh yeah, yeah. Hilton Head was big in it back in the day. Now, uh, back in the uh, late ninety, uh, well, early two thousands, late nineties, early two thousands, you get you get you a necklace with uh, a <laughs> little something written on a piece of rice and hookah shells. 
and and probably an all white necklace or, or something pu- like or that. Pu- what did I say? Hookah shells or Ho- puka shells or uh, who knows? I don't go to the beach, so you have to be extremely tan to wear those. Otherwise, it looks ridiculous. Yeah, and I'm. We know you don't go outside. I'm a ghost. I don't go outside. Yeah, we know you don't go outside. Right. All right. So anyway, so let's get into the finals, man. So LeBron. First off, I, I I heard the other day LeBron is already got the excuses out without actually making an excuse. Uh, he so he punched a wall after game one, and is saying that he played the rest of the finals with a broken hand because mm-hmm. he was obviously frustrated at the fact that J.R. Smith had no idea what he was doing and didn't know the score. They should have won that game. That game was in their uh, that game was in their hands. Uh, that game was over. George Hill makes a free throw. It's definitely over. Instead, he misses the free throw. Rebound J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith pulls it out. The rest is history. They get swept. LeBron goes in, punches a, punches the wall. That, that's not the story. The story is KD was unbelievable. He was. And the the Warriors were unbelievable, and Kevin Durant was unbelievable, and Steph Curry had three and a half really, really good games too. Um, three and a half. Yeah. Um, that's adding two halves because he it was it was it was really there was two games where he only played half. <laughs> yeah. Well, for a half. They. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, but yeah. So they. It, it. A lot of people actually predicted that it may be a sweep, and it was. I thought it would be five or six. I thought it would go seven and the Cavs would win, and yeah. Adam would have to join the Iditarod. Unfortunately, he did not. Um, I was ready though. I had all my gear packed. I had my uh, I had my dogs ready. I spent the entire couple of weeks training them, um, <laughs> and I I was ready to go. The dogs and I were ready to go. All all uh, eight of my huskies, Alaskan huskies, and um, and we were ready. We were trained, fully trained, and 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 um, and ready to brave the cold. Um, I had a, a an old uh, Indian chief make me. Native American chief, excuse me, uh, make me a um, a winter coat. Oh, yeah, out of, of um, some kind of skins. Out of some skins. Full furs. Some skins and some furs and nice. some and some spirit. Yeah. Um, oh, some spirit. That's in, yeah. that's important because they got it. They you know you, you get an old Indian spirit. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. So come on. <laughs> all right. So so they that there you go. So the they 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 got swept. They did. Um, it was and and speaking. So yeah. So now we're hearing about. LeBron's possibly broken hand. Um, I didn't know that it was from punching a wall. I hadn't heard that, but it was apparently it was a broken hand. I thought it was just from one of the times that J.R. Smith chopped him. Um, <laughs> or not J.R. Smith, Draymond Green. Draymond Green. I know um, what you're saying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so, okay. So he and, and actually Steve Kerr talked about that in an interview after the finals. Um, Steve Kerr's been very open since this he finals. Is, he has is been very open. Over. Yeah. yeah, I mean he's pretty open usually, but after the finals, he was like he he did an interview with um, with Zach Lowe on the Low Post podcast, and he yeah. he I mean he's very comfortable with Zach Lowe because he's been on with him several times, but but he was really open about it, and I'm you know he's in, he's in a great mood. They just won their third championship in four years and all right. that, but so he doesn't care. He had a lot of a lot of really interesting, uh, insightful things to say, and um and he did say that you know in, in games three and four, it seemed like LeBron's LeBron's shot wasn't quite there. Yeah, um, especially in game four. Yeah, um, and he kind of went away from he it only a little took, bit. He only took thirteen shots in game four. I didn't even realize thirteen that. shots, two shots in the last seven minutes, and that yeah two. Shot the best player on the planet took two shots in the last seven minutes. Well, they were getting blown out, and and I don't it was, I don't care. Oh, it, it, that at that point they knew they knew what was going yeah. on. They knew their fate. It was over, um, and you could tell. I mean, you could tell by their body language, even LeBron's, and LeBron was visibly frustrated, probably more than any other time I've seen him um, in his career in this series. And it's I it's understandable. He still handled it a lot better than a lot of guys would, but I think. But he was. You could see how frustrated he was. And you know, there's that 
video that went viral of them going over to the bench and sitting on the bench after what happened at the end of regulation in, in game one where, yep. you know, he's sitting a couple seats away from J.R. Smith and it's just the two of them. And I, I think George Smith. Hill yeah. was a couple seats away and they just sat there for a good five minutes or something it was, and didn't say a word. It was three full minutes of them staring three. and didn't say a word. Yeah. And, and, and he got a lot of heat for that. And I don't, you know, I don't know that he should. I mean, yeah, he could have been like, hey, don't worry about it, man. But he was frustrated. I mean, that yeah. was that was a big-time play that, you know, uh, the absent-minded J.R. Smith showed up, and, and that hurt. I mean, that hurt them big time. You know, they had yeah. a chance to score and win that game in regulation. And once it went to overtime, uh, the Warriors are better than you are, so they're going to find a way to win those games, yeah. you know. Um uh, and another thing that that LeBron mentioned, I think it was after Game Three that he got a lot of um, a lot of negative feedback from some people on was when he talked when he was talking um, in a press conference about how the Warriors are already more talented than you, and then you also have to deal with their IQ being better than better than yours or better than most Everybody teams else, as well, yeah. right? So you know, saying that they're more talented and probably have a higher IQ. You know, he got he got some people didn't like hearing him say that. But hey, it's not like he's had, lying. It's he's not he was he's not lying. And you can't tell me that the rest of his team doesn't know that as well. They know they that. know that. It, that. You think George Hill walks in and says, "You know what? I'm just as smart, just as good at this game as Steph Curry is. I see the the court just as good as no." Right. And J.R. Smith might think that he's as good as Clay Thompson. <laughs> there's a chance that he thinks he's as good as Clay yeah. Thompson, but but no, there's no way that they feel that way. So he, they know. I don't think that's a. I, I'm not a. Yeah, I I don't know that any of his teammates had a problem, but a lot of people in the media and stuff said stuff about it, and I'm sure fans didn't like it and, th- and stuff like that. But I, but he was being honest and he was correct as well. That's right. the thing. He was honest and right. So, but LeBron was generally frustrated, and and that makes you wonder. So, the big thing is, where is he going to go? He he can you know he can move on now. He can go somewhere else if he wants to now, or he can re-sign with the Cavs. Obviously, there's going to be more money uh, on the table if he sign if he re-signs with the Cavs. But um, the way that series went and how far away they are from the Warriors, honestly, they're pretty far away from being they, as good. They are as the Warriors. They are, and it's I'll tell you, you don't realize what that second um, guy who can get a shot himself with Kyrie how you miss that. I mean, Kyrie was the reason they wanted what, two, three years ago. Yeah, he and was, a yeah. big reason why nothing went down this year, for sure. You could see the difference in this game. I mean, it's they're a completely different team. So there's got to be something that they, they're going to have to do. And so LeBron now, at this point in time, mm-hmm. to stay with the Cavs, he has an option on his deal. If he signs that option next year, at the end of that, at the end of next year, he could sign up to $205 million over five years. That's the super max deal that he would be worth, uh, which is like $50 million. It's a difference of like $50 million that he would be able to get in a max deal with if he went to another team. So you're talking 150 to 205. It's a big, I mean, that's a pretty big difference in how much money he could sign for. However, we all know that he's got plenty of money mm-hmm. and we all know that he's a legacy guy. He definitely makes it very clear that he's a legacy guy. So, in your eyes, the you know there's a couple options out there. You hear the Clippers, you hear the um, you hear the Rockets, uh, Philadelphia. The Philadelphia, back to Miami, the Spurs. Uh, the one I'm going to tell you the one that I I I think, mm-hmm. and the, it's sounding it uh, it seems like like he's heading towards the Lakers, doesn't it? So a very interesting thing so, so, happened. Yes. Tell me about Gary Payton. <laughs> Tell me about how a guy, how the glove of anybody comes up with some information that could possibly tip LeBron's uh, summer decidings. The glove uh, is, is well known in his playing days for uh, talking, for running his mouth and, oh, 100%. and trash talking. He was a very good player, so he could he could back it up. Um, he, he had a lot to say in an interview uh, this past week when he said that LeBron James Jr. has already committed, I don't know if he actually enrolled yet, but he said committed, I'm pretty sure, to a 
a high school in Los Angeles where he would be playing with Scottie Pippen's son and Kenyon Martin's son. All right. The NBA is a big fraternity. All those guys know each other. 100%. All those guys talk. Mm-hmm. And they'll now they'll collude with their kids. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and it's it's going to be a high school super team, and there's going to be a t- – they'll play on ESPN yep. every week probably. More than likely. And um, so, so but, but that was an interesting is, piece of information. But the thing is, and he has two homes, two homes in L.A. Wow. He's a Hollywood kind of guy. He's in a couple – he's been in movies. Mm-hmm. He, he's – he that's it. You don't have to be in L.A. anymore, live in L.A. anymore – to really be that star because you can get back and forth from anywhere so easily in social media, all that stuff. But so two homes in LA already son sounds like he's going to this high school just outside of LA or in the suburbs or however that goes. And of course we know how LA has been just dropping. I mean, they got rid of Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance jr to the Cavs last year so they could make room for a big signing this summer. Now, LeBron's got to make his decision by the end of this month. I mean, he's only got two weeks left. Mm-hmm. If he's going to – well, it, he has to make his decision uh, – I, I, I take that back. He doesn't have to make his decision. But if he doesn't make his decision to re-sign with the Cavs, then he's not opted in. He, he has to decide to opt in, sorry, to his final year. Mm-hmm. Uh by the 29th or the 30th, I think is the final day. Mm. So we'll know pretty soon if he's going to be on the open market. And that's the thing too is though, if he if he decides not to sign to to take that that last year on his deal, the the player option, um, that if he decides not to take that, that doesn't necessarily mean for sure that he's leaving. No, it doesn't. But re-sign. there's a lot of money he's leaving on the table because yeah. if he signs that option deal, he's making the same amount of money. That he would that his max deal that he could sign would be so it, in next year that jumps up like five million dollars per year more so there's a big he he'd believe if he doesn't opt in this year then he's because then he would have the opportunity to make a boatload of money in 2019 whereas if he opts out and then resigns he's not he's not he doesn't have the potential to make nearly as much money as he could have. I don't have all the numbers in front of me, but uh, I, I, I've been reading in and looking into this for a while, and it's it's a ma- super max deals and max deals. There's so many crazy things out there with these NBA yeah, guys. There's a lot of new ones. So, yeah. but anyway, so Magic Johnson's is the selling. I mean, he's the he's the go getter, right? They Magic. brought Magic Johnson in for one reason and one reason only, and not to get a superstar to get LeBron James. I mean. That's got to be, right? I mean, he didn't come to get Paul George. They didn't hire Magic Johnson and make him head of basketball operations to get Paul George. Don't get me wrong. Paul George is an all-star. He is a superstar in this league. He's one of the top uh, 10, 12 guys in this league. He's very good. But they brought Magic in for LeBron James. That's an interesting uh, perspective. You might not be right. You you might not be wrong. But <laughs> I might not. That's Adam Blay saying. Not, you I don't believe not, you. <laughs> you might not be right, or and you might not be wrong. Um, no. I, LeBron, yeah, Magic is going to have a big to do with whoever signs there. So it might be LeBron. It might be they're going to sign a star, maybe two, maybe three. You're going to have LeBron's not. I don't think if LeBron opts out. He's not going anywhere, uh, well, to a place like that. The other, a lot of these other teams already have the stars, but he's not going to L.A. until they sign a big name first. Yes, because he he knows that he needs that, and every other team on these lists that you see has that guy. So you know, uh, the Warriors, obviously, that's ridiculous. He's not going to the Warriors. The no. Rockets, they got the two guy. They got two. Uh, the Clippers, maybe not so much. You got uh, basically just DeAndre Jordan. Um, I mean Austin Rivers. You don't you really don't have anybody else there. I don't like the. I think that's a dumb one. The Lakers are where you would need it. The Heat going back to the Heat. That's one that everybody keeps saying because Dwayne Wade's back there again. He loves Pat Riley so much. Once again, they gotta have somebody else there. The Sixers. We know they're loaded. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be great. But do you really want LeBron James? On that team, would he shape when you have a, a ball dominant guy? This the next LeBron James on that team who's going to want the ball in his hands. LeBron's going to have to reinvent himself to play on that team. 
because he's not going to have the ball in his hand. It's, that's going to be Ben Simmons' team, right? Nope. I mean, no way. I mean, no way. LeBron James at listen, this point, it's his 15th season, but he, it was his best season of his career. And he's not hes not giving the he, – he will he will have the ball in his hands a lot more than Ben Simmons will. They'll share it, and Ben – they'll play together a lot. But is that going to be good for Ben out. Simmons? Well, yeah, this because, stage in yeah, his because career. it automatically makes them the best team in the East. I know it makes them the best team in the East, but is it good for Ben Simmons in his uh, uh, project uh, – uh, where where he's projected to go in the future, blah blah blah. You know what I'm trying to say. For his future, is he is he going to take a step back? I feel like Kevin Love took a step back when he got with LeBron James. Is that going to be Kyrie didn't? I don't think Kyrie did. Right. But depending on, I don't know. So will Ben Simmons end up taking a step back, playing in LeBron's shadow? I don't think so. And for me, wherever LeBron goes, if he leaves Cleveland, it's going to be important whatever style they play and how they figure out how to play together. Like the Warriors have a system. They, you know, Steve Kerr implemented this thing where it's you move and the ball moves. And for the first few years, honestly, before Kevin Durant got there, (laughs) the ball moved unbelievably and, and they moved and it just was such a well-oiled machine. It looked so beautiful to watch and they still do some of that now. And, you know, Durant kind of, changes things a little bit for them but um but they've won their two for two championships and so you think so lebron needs to get into a system like that then they just need to you know if, if he goes to philadelphia brett brown is going to have to have a system have an offense where he can figure out what the most efficient best way to score with those guys with Embiid, with simmons with lebron and and some of those other couple of other you a know Robert other Covington guys, yeah. yeah I mean there there are several guys that are um, that are contributors to that team but it I to me that's what needs to happen and that's why I feel like the Spurs I would love to see LeBron I'm a big Spurs fan so I would love to see LeBron go to the Spurs keep Kawhi there Kawhi Lamarcus Aldridge uh, Dejounte Murray LeBron James like they they would be they would be there with the Warriors and with the Rockets. They, I mean, those would be, you would have three teams now. I mean, last year it was really the Rockets and the Warriors, and everybody else was pretty far behind them. Yeah. The Spurs come back to an elite team, like the very top, top of the league team if LeBron goes there. I would love to see him play for Pop. You know, the way they play, de- you know, they emphasize defense. They He gets those guys to play defense. And they struggled on offense this year. And LeBron would change some things for them. And, yeah. of course, having Kawhi back would change some things too. Yeah. So if LeBron doesn't, number one, I would like to see him stay in Cleveland. If he decides not to, I support that. He's going to make the best decision for his family and his career and whatever he decides he wants to do. And there's no problem with wherever he decides. If he leaves, I want, number one, just for my personal selfish reasons, to see him go play for the Spurs. If not, I'll I'll root for him. I'm going to root for him wherever he goes as well. So, I'm just going to throw this out there. Mm-hmm. Danny Ainge, you don't see this on uh, every list I've looked at. Doesn't say Danny Ainge every every off season does something crazy that you never expected. Just keep an eye out. Hey, listen. Just keep an eye I out. Lo- I love that you said that. Keep okay? an eye out. I. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm just saying. So put him with Kyrie and Gordon Hayward. Well, they're probably not gonna be. Able, they're probably gonna. Have, I don't know how they're gonna do it, but there's a lot of things they'd have to do. But they got a lot of pieces. They can do a sign and trade. He could. They can talk LeBron into opting in and then forcing a trade out for draft picks, Jalen Browns, and all these. I mean, they have a lot of pieces that they can deal with. I'm just saying. I would love to see LeBron go play for the Celtics for Brad Stevens. Because that's another system that another Brad Steve Stevens Kerr. gets guys to commit to what he wants them to do. Yeah. There are three or four guys and th- coaches in this league that I feel like have their system, their their way of doing things, you know, and and, and they get those guys to commit to their way. Right. And and he's another one of them. So, and a, a thing that makes that even more interesting. Now, I I thought of that. I thought of that as a funny thing because Kyrie I, left 
to uh-huh to Kyrie get away. left to get away but here's the thing this week Kyrie said he's likely not going to re-sign with the Celtics I know so that makes even more sense for LeBron to go there if he knows Kyrie's leaving if Kyrie's pretty much already out the door after next season and okay so fine so see a Kyrie yep they were they were maybe the best team. I still think they were a better team than the Cavs. I yeah. they are probably the best team in the East without Kyrie Irving for the last twenty or thirty games or whatever it was. So okay, bye Kyrie. Come on back in, Gordon Hayward. I think I'd Come take on him. in, LeBron. <laughs> I think I'd take that. Keep any day find a way to keep Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and maybe Al Horford and 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 even even uh, Marcus Morris and and some of those other guys that. Um, you know, LeBron probably won't won't have as tough a time. Uh, <laughs> he can actually sit out a game every thing, now and right, then if yeah. he wanted to. <laughs> yeah, when they play the Pacers, Marcus Morris can get into it with Lance Stevenson instead of LeBron having to deal with that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so it it would be very interesting. It's going to be interesting no matter what he decides, wherever he goes. Um, you know, it's not going to be that interesting if he decides to just stay with the Chaos, but I'll be happy with that. Yes, I got you. All right, so – uh, real quick, we we spent way more time than we wanted to on this. So, okay. the Warriors, mm-hmm. our our guys in in Golden State have now pretty much made it known that there's nobody that can touch them. I mean, the the Rockets gave them gave them a, a little bit of a scare. Uh, took them seven games in the Western Conference Finals, but to be honest, they were the best team out there. They came out and beat the brakes off the Cavs after Game One, and. What do these guys do to keep themselves motivated? Are they going to be able to keep themselves motivated? That's three out of four. They've three, won three out of the last four championships. They are, uh, you know, uh, it was easy for the Bulls because Michael Jordan's motivated 24-7. Michael Jordan is motivated the second he gets out of the out of bed. Yep. But, and he was the leader. Kevin Durant and Steph Curry that they're not Michael Jordan. They don't have that mindset. Right. You know, you can see them get a little bored out on the court sometimes. And yes. like the ball gets stagnant. We talked about that before. That's not moving as much as it usually does. You see those great Warriors teams of the last three years do. So what do they do? How do you, how do you keep them going? That was an issue this year for them. You know, they had their worst regular season and they still only lost whatever it was, 15 yeah. or 18 games or whatever it was. Um, you know, they struggled a little bit, and I think a lot of it was fatigue from playing well into June for the last three years. Um, you know, being in the playoffs, uh, you know, a couple years before that, you know, some of those guys playing, uh, you know, for the for the Team USA, because, um, yeah, because Clay and, and Steph both did, Durant did. Um, those guys did get bored. I mean, those guys got yeah. got a little tired and got a little so what do you do? mentally and physically fatigued, I think. I think it's going to be the same next year. I think it's I think they're going to have times where they just, you know, get into a lull and and just kind of, you know, game 20, game 30, game 40, in the middle of the season when, when you know, you're just kind of, you know, you're on a road you're on a you know five game road trip or something or you know you play your they they space them out quite a bit now you know and try to avoid back-to-backs and three Mm -hmm. out of fours and stuff but you know you do have parts of the schedule where you're playing a little more often than other times and in the middle of the season that's going to happen I mean those guys are going to get tired of being so much better than everybody and just you know they'll fall into little you know little patterns of uh you know getting out of their rhythm getting out of their game you know getting a little tired maybe even a little tired of each other and that's okay every team goes through that and especially if you're with if you're with those guys from you know early October um to middle of June you know for four years in a row it's gonna, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Yeah. It's they're they'll find that's Steve Kerr's job, and he's got a good staff, and he's a smart guy. They're gonna find ways to motivate these guys, but ultimately, it's gonna come down to they're gonna they're gonna play. They're gonna be motivated when they have to. They'll they'll be fine with the top three. And they got seed. enough guys. They have enough guys to pick up the slack. If somebody's in a lull, sit them down. Get a get in there. We'll, we still got three, four other guys that are gonna be fine. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So here we go, real quick. 
This is something that uh, that uh, Mr. Snodgrass threw out there, and I'm not sure if this is how he meant it, but this is how I'm going to do it. Okay. I'm going to give you five of what I think are the best players of every at, at each position of all time in baseball history, and I want you to tell me who the best player at each position is. Going into the All Star Game, we got this. You know, the All Star Game voting is 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 coming to a close here in about three or four weeks or whenever it is. Mm-hmm. So uh, it starts way too early. It's ridiculous. So instead of talking about the All Star team right now, I want to pick an all time All Star team. So and I'm going to force you into it. Okay. So this is who I think is the best player at these positions or my favorite. Uh, let's do favorite. Favorite? Um, no. No, so uh, if we're doing yeah, it all star uh, style, it has to be best. One, yeah, oh no, unless you're doing it the way the Major League Baseball does it, then right. it's just your favorite. You can have people would still be voting for Ken Griffey Jr. if they could. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Players should be voting for the All Star game anyway. Uh, not us, unless there's some way that I can take an IQ test and I have to pass it before I'm allowed to vote. You, you would it. easily pass a baseball IQ test. That's the only IQ test that but, I would pass. <laughs> but I 100% I love voting for the MLB and NBA All-Star games. I love it. It's because it's you fun. pay attention to to who's actually having the best year. Well, right? and I like to look at the stats and look at who's actually having but it drives me insane that people vote and and the teams promote this and people fans especially a lot of casual fans and stuff they will vote for their favorite players they'll vote for adam duvall who's hitting 180 they'll vote for billy Billy hamilton's who who's hitting 180 yeah you know the guys that easily don't deserve to be there but they're wasting votes on guys just because hey they play for my team and adam duvall's cute or he hit a home run when i was at the game three weeks ago so he's my favorite player so you know that drives me insane that's so irresponsible as a fan and it's stupid that i care that and you know when you're a little kid though but now i didn't think about this before before, but if you're a little kid that's kind of fun to vote for your favorite guy but you're a little kid yes but here's the deal there's no reason for the fans to be voting on it anyway. Put the best players out there. Have the guys who play the game pick the best players out in the in the season or of of the year. Yeah, so far, the first half, and let them go. The first who's half. having the best yes. first half. Just let them go That's play. Who should I don't be need to vote in. for that. I don't need to vote for that. I don't watch enough baseball to to know that. And if you want to do a uh, uh one or like two players get in on fan vote at the very end, have throw five guys out there and say two of them make it fans go ahead and vote they do that now anyway so i i'm whatever anyway let's do this all right okay. first base favorite all-time player first base favorite okay we're gonna do favorite okay all-time favorite first baseman just off the top of my head top of your head wait that's what we said man top no, of your you head. said you're gonna give me five i choices. was but now they're your favorite i don't know who any of oh, your favorite are I if we're gonna say about- the best then i would have you do the best uh, first baseman of all time, because then I would say something like Lou Gehrig, Jimmy Fox, Albert Pujols, uh, Hank Greenberg. Uh, it's Lou Gehrig. Uh, Will, Willie McCovey, maybe? It's Lou Gehrig. Lou Gehrig. Okay, my, my all-time favorite. He's my all-time favorite baseball player of all time. So Lou Gehrig? Lou is, Gehrig is 100%. I didn't know that. I really? Did, I you would didn't not, know that? No. Wow. I wanted, to, I wanted to name my son Gehrig. Instead, we named him Parker. Oh, I was not allowed to do it. I wanted to I name love him Parker, but I would have loved this cool. new name. Yeah. Lou Gehrig is 100% my all-time favorite baseball player. My probably second favorite baseball movie of all time, and baseball has the best sports movies. Yes, they do. Second favorite baseball movie of all time, Pride of the Yankees. Yes. Great right. movie. Next. I'm with you. Great movie. <laughs> all right, so number two, second base. Joe Morgan. Joe Morgan. I think that's, you know, for me, uh, you know, favorite all time. I mean, how do you not go with, I mean, you got to go with Morgan, right? And the funny thing is, you go through some of these, they, you know, uh, they got him seventh on here, but Frankie Frisch, come on, he doesn't belong in there. Here's one, though, Jackie Robinson. Yeah, you know? Jackie Robinson so here's your, probably here, here second. You go. Rogers him. Hornsby, Eddie Collins. So you don't know who any of these guys are. You ever heard of Napla Joy? Yes, okay. I've heard of Napla Joy. Uh, yeah. Is it LaJoy or is it LaJoey? It's it could be LaJoy. LaJoy. If he's if he's, if he's Brazilian, hit the R's and J's are all yes. H's and Hoist Gracie. 
Royce Gracie. Royce Royce Gracie. So for the rest of the day, you have to say uh, if the name starts or first or last name starts with an R, you have to pronounce it pronounce like it. a. <laughs> As if I was speaking. Like Portuguese. Jackie Hobinson. Jackie Hobinson. Yes. I love Jackie Hobinson. Jackie Hobinson was very good. All right, so you say Joe Morgan. Uh, High and Sandberg was pretty good. Uh, Roberto Alomar, not so bad either. All right. <laughs> oh, you know what? Roberto Alomar is way up there for me. You watch your Whoa. mouth when you're talking to me. It's Roberto Alomar. It's you're right. It's Roberto Alomar. <laughs> I already messed that up. I love Roberto Alomar almost as much, maybe as much as Ho Morgan. <laughs> Yo, it's yo. Yeah, we'll go yo. yo. We'll go Jay yo, is Morgan. Yo. We'll go yo, Morgan, because that first one didn't sound too good. Yeah, we're not calling but Morgan. But in some languages, home, the J's sure. RH sounds too. Sure. Okay, so here you go. Third base. Man, okay, so real quick, where we what what position do we put Pete Rose in in this whole conversation? Um, He's not my favorite. Well, player number one, that's anyway, the incorrect but, pronunciation. It's Pete Hose. Oh, uh, Pete Hose, sorry. <laughs> so um <laughs> it's it, yeah, look, I'll put him Pete at I'll, I put him at third base. And it's for me, favorite is either Pete Hose or Scott Holen. Wow. Mm-hmm. Not your namesake. Mike Schmidt? Uh, Mike, Mike Schmidt, Schmidt Mike Schmidt is oh. like one A for me. Like Brooks Hobinson? Brooks Hobinson is the best defensive third baseman of all time. Just not my favorite. Sure, um, because he he almost single handedly beat the Reds in the seventy World Jorge, Series. Your hey, your hey, Brett. Your hey, uh, I can say Brett. Your hey, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, Georgie. I, I couldn't figure that one out. <laughs> George Brett. You know who? Uh, one of my all time favorites was uh, at third base, and I think he's an underrated third baseman in the overall scheme of things. Even though he is a Hall of Famer, is uh, Wade Boggs. Wade Boggs, huge right. Wade Boggs fan. Okay, yep. shortstop. Here we go. Uh, man, there's been some amazing shortstops in the past. So uh, if we're going to go favorite, I'm not going to get into a lot of these old guys. So I'm going to give you a few. Favorite's easy for me. Barry Larkin. Barry Larkin, right. Okay, so then best. So the number one guy on here is probably the best out of all of them, but we never saw him play. Uh, Honus Wagner. Mm-hmm. Is it Honus or Honus? Let's I, go. I always call him Honus. Let's go. I think it's Honus. Let's go. Honest Wagner. Honest Wagner. Yeah, with uh, a T at the end. We're just gonna throw a T on the end and make it honest. Sounds Wagner. good to me. Jeter, Rodriguez, Rip, uh, Luke Appling. You know, Habanyant. I can tell you 100% for me. Ozzy Smith. Jeter is not in that conversation. No. For me. You know, and you know, who bums me out in this top 10 here. You know who my. You know, uh, Barry Largan's probably my favorite, but. A very, very super close second is uh, my nose sake. You had your namesake. No. I have my oh, nose sake. I know it. No ma. That's my boy. Yeah. No ma was my awesome. No ma was awesome. One of the watch. few people with a more crooked nose than me. <laughs> Poor guy. Feel bad. At least he had some muscles and things like that. He was fun to watch in the batter's box. Yes, he was. Oh my gosh, what a jittery little fella. <laughs> I, I'm, I can't believe so. I had when I put my batting gloves on. Sometimes I try to tighten them a little bit, and I'll rip them all the time. Mm. They always rip. I don't know. I guess when you're a major league baseball player, you got a a box of batting gloves. You're using new batting gloves every time you go to bat. I can't believe he didn't rip the the uh, Velcro off of that every time he he pulled it. He'd open and close those batting gloves 15 times before each pitch. He must have had some some custom reinforced. Uh, Velcro patches or something put something. on those things. He had something. All right, so here we go. In the outfield, I'm going to give you a bunch of them. Okay. All right? Good. I need some options here. Ted Williams, Stan Musial, Hickey Henderson, <laughs> Barry Bonds, Bo Jackson. Oh. Yeah, Bo Jackson. Don't forget about Bo. Bo Jackson, Willie Mays, obviously, Joe DiMaggio, Ty Cobb, Mickey Mantle, Ken Griffey Jr., Tris Speaker. Oh, my gosh. The center fielders are so many of them. Uh, and then we'll go over to right and go Babe Ruth, Hank Aaron, Frank Robinson, Roberto Clemente. So favorites, three favorites in the outfield, right? Yeah. And do I so I have to pick one at each? I don't care if you pick one at each. I just give me three favorite give me outfielders. Three. So you three give of, me three. Three of the ones that you said 
are three of my favorites from the ones that you mentioned. I will say Hank Aaron is number one for me. Hank Aaron is such an he's. I don't know how you can do this, but he might be the most underrated greatest player of all time. Thank you, it, uh, I, guys. Unbelievable. I look lo- at his stats oh. one day. If you get a chance, millennials, young kids <laughs> out there, I'll get on my high horse. Take a look at Hank Aaron's stats. Not just the home runs, but that man was all around at 25 All-Star games. Yeah, you jerks. Look it up. Yeah, young people. (laughs) Uh, So Hank Aaron, easy for me. Mm -hmm. I would say, gosh, see, now I have four. Now I have four in my head. Go for it. Give them to me. Give them to me. You're you're bailing me out. I'm bailing you out, dude. I'm down for it. Let's do it. I don't deserve it, but thank you. So, So give me Hank Aaron, Roberto Clemente, Ken Griffey Jr., and uh, uh, Williams, uh, Ted. Thank Williams. you. Oh my gosh, I thought you were going to leave Ted Williams out. No, I'm not. Gonna Ted Williams, my. So here's the deal, though. Another another thing is Babe Ruth. Once again, is thought of as yeah, Babe Ruth is. He's like the Wilt Chamberlain of baseball. Yes. Oh my gosh, in so many ways too. Um, like maybe the most, maybe the best player ever, maybe the most dominant, certainly the most with easily the most dominant in his era. There's easily. no one even close. And put up like he had more home runs than other teams. Yes, multiple and, teams combined. Yes, in his in his time, he was so far beyond what anybody else what anybody be. else was then. It was it was crazy. But anyway, all right. So I'm I'm going Ted Williams, Ken Griffey Jr. because. Ken Griffey Jr. was my idol growing up, and man, you got Roberto Clemente, you got you got um, uh, Hank Aaron, you have Babe Ruth, Ty Cobb. I'm not picking up. I'm just sticking with what I just said right there. You get all of those guys; they're all my favorites. <laughs> so there you go, Steve. There's a oh whoa whoa whoa. We can't we can't stop there. Pitcher, favorite yeah. pitchers. Let's go left-handed, right-handed. All right, lefties. Ooh. Here we go, lefties. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Randy Johnson, Sandy Koufax, Whitey Ford, Steve Carlton. Go. Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson. I'm Steve Carlton guy. Always have been. Uh, right-handed pitchers. Walter Johnson. Man, go back and look. I mean, I know he played in 1900-1927, but oh my God, what an unbelievable man that guy was. Probably the first person to ever that they think ever probably could throw upwards of 100 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christy Mathewson. Uh, Roger Clemens, Satchel Page, Greg Maddox, Cy Young. God, there's a lot of good righties. Nolan Ryan, Tom Seaver, Bob Feller, Bob Gibson, Pedro Martinez. Give me somebody. Who do you got? This one's Jim really Palmer. hard. Really hard. I'm going Bob Gibson. Hoy Halliday. Hoy Halliday was yeah. nice. Poor, uh, he was nice. Ha- I'm going to say R. R.I.P. R.I.P. Roy. Hoy, <laughs> Hoy Halliday. Heston Peace. Heston, Heston Peace. Peace. There you go. Heston Peace. Uh, so you're saying you're saying Bob Gibson? I'm saying Bob Gibson. Wow, I you like look, that. I I a, swear, like I'm on, a Sandy Koufax. Now I I changed my mind to Sandy Koufax lefties. Okay. Off for the lefties. So right. right-handed right-handed pitcher. Uh, man, God, there's so many. It's tough. You know what? Forget it. I'm I'm not I'm not even gonna mess around. I'm uh, I'm going Cy Young. Oh, okay. I'm going okay. Cy Young. Guy pitched every single day. I still say people <laughs> should be able to pitch every single day. Forget these pitch counts. Yeah, yeah. As long as you're allowed to pitch underhanded and uh, yeah, sure. Do the, I, I th- he probably pitched like sixty miles an hour. Ephus pitch and yeah. and knuckleballs and stuff like that. I think they could pitch every day. Here we go, relief pitcher. <sighs> Rivera, Eckersley, um, Hoyt Wilhelm on here. Ah, I forgot about that guy. Trevor Hoffman, Raleigh Fingers, Goose Gossage, Dan Quisenberry, Billy Wagner, Bruce Suter, and then finally, I can't believe it took him to number ten, Lee Smith. That's really hard for me. I I used to love Lee Smith. Yeah. I'll tell you. Mariana Rivera. I, I, it's not Mariana Rivera for me. It is. You just hate the Yankees. I, no, I, I'm telling you. So I know his numbers are unbelievable, and he has all these credentials. And uh, most people think of him, I think, as the best closer of all time. I swear, every time I turned on a Yankees game, he blew a save. Like he might have only Man, had. You must have only watched like four I, Yankees I was games. Ju- in I was 20 just going to say, like he probably only <laughs> had like twenty-five blown saves in his whole career. But I saw all of them for some reason. Like it was great. I don't know. I don't know how the stars aligned and the moons and what kind of. 
I don't know what happened, but it was every time I feel like I turned on and and I was rooting against the Yankees for especially during those times. Of course. But it was I swear, every time, and especially when they played Boston and stuff, I yeah. would tune in yeah. and be rooting like heck for well, Boston. That's the, he, those are the only ones he would ever blow against Boston. Yeah. So. All fair. right, so here you go. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Scott Williamson. Scott Williamson. <laughs> Get out of here. I love Scott Williamson, man. Scott Bilson was uh, – Old Billison. He was good. Old Billison. Billison was good. Um, yeah, so, okay, so catcher. We didn't do catcher. Holy cow. All right, man. We also be, didn't do manager. I feel like catcher. Well, I, I got manager on here too. So okay. we didn't do. We also or didn't DH, do DH, DH, DH. Here, let's real quick. DH, bench coach. This is real simple. Third uh, base coach. DH. Obviously, Ed, Edgar Martinez. Frank Thomas is a first baseman. Don't put him in there. Harold. So it's Edgar Martinez, Harold Baines, David Ortiz. You only get three to choose from. Because they're the the three actual good. That's all they ever did. Well, favorite favorite is uh, David Ortiz. Right. Yeah, and he's the best out of those three anyway. So that's easy. So you, so you, you don't put Albert Pujols in that. No, category. he's first baseman. Okay, he played way too much first base. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my eyes, in my eyes, yeah. and that's all that matters because I'm in charge of, I'm in charge of the iPad right now. Uh, <laughs> so catcher, here we go. Oh man, just looking at this guy makes me happy. Yogi Berra, Johnny Bench, uh, man. Mickey Cochran, Roy Campanella, Mike Piazza, Pudge, Carlton Fisk, Bill Dickey, Gary Carter. Yeah, these guys I don't even care about. So here you go. Here's your here's your. This two, is hard sir. for me. Yogi Berra, Johnny Bench. Uh, I'm gonna give you a Pudge. You get those three to choose from. Okay, and I'm gonna add. I'm gonna add a guy. Um. <laughs> Who you adding? Don't add. Don't add Ho Oliver. Uh, no, no, yo, I'm I'm yo, not giving you Yo Oliver. I right. love Yo Oliver. Yo Safina. I loved Jeff Reed and that <laughs> on that same team, on that same ninety team, Reds team. Um but it's so let me tell you who they're between. I have to make a decision between Johnny Bench, sorry, Yanni Bench, um Pudge Pudge Rodriguez and um who's the other one? Yogi Bear? No, not Yogi Bear for me. Sorry. Wow, Mike um, Piazza? No, 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 no. He wasn't a very good defensive catcher. Um, the other guy that I was going to add, since we're talking favorite. Hyen Hannigan? Hyen Hannigan. <laughs> Hyen Hannigan. Let's throw Tucker Barnhart in there. Uh, all right, come uh, on. Get, get for real with me because I'm, okay, I'm going so, Johnny Bench because if I don't, my dad will kill me. <laughs> In yeah, uh, the only Yankee I've ever liked in my entire life was probably Yogi Berra. Where do you put Jorge Posada in there? You put Jorge Posada in there at all? No, no. I don't. I don't. Okay, not even close. Yeah. Molina's goes in there before Molina Certainly. will be the next one yes. that'll get a chance to go. I, in there. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, I I'm t- I'm. See, it's so easy to take Johnny Bench, but. I'm I'm taking a tie. I don't care what you say. I'm taking a tie. Tying it. Johnny Bench, Pudge Rodriguez. All the rules have been broken. Sorry, Yanni Bench, Pudge Rodriguez. And that's my choice. Yogi, Yogi Hera. That one was important to me. Catcher is my favorite position. Catcher, on the field. good. All right, all right, all right. So I'm not doing manager. Sorry, not doing bench coaches. Uh, not doing broadcasters. Yeah, we're done with that. Well, broadcaster like is a good question. Yeah, there's only one, right? There's only one. I mean, it's it's Marty or nobody. That's right. Yeah. Well, uh, Vince Scully. Vince Scully's. Oh yeah. Mel Ott. Nah. Give it. Nah. Don't even get start going down the the Mel uh, rabbit hole. I could, I mean, there's some really fun ones back in. Oh man. It's Marty for me. It's it's, it's so easily Marty for me. Ernie Harwood. Mel Allen. That's what I was trying to think of. Mel Allen, who you know, the this week in baseball, uh, Harry Carey, Bob Euchre, John, John Miller, John Miller. I love John Miller. John John Miller. Yeah. Holy cow, Joe Gragiola. Well, eh, no, I'm not. Yeah. Anyway, you know who's not on the top ten list in here? Who's that? Marty Brenneman. This tie just. I'm done with this throw page for yeah. now on. Yeah. Actually, throw the iPad away. When we're iPad done with gone. Show. Okay, iPad's going going in the garbage after the show. All right, so there you go. That's our list. Steve, thank you very much for the idea. Had a little fun, fun with that. Good yeah, job. I had a good time with I, that. You probably didn't mean for that to happen, but good job. It anyway. turned out it turned <laughs> out well. It was a, spark, it was a spur of the moment kind of a thing, man. the idea. So good the job. Cincinnati Heads 
uh, are are getting off to a terrible start. There's only two teams worse than them in all of baseball. Uh, it's the Kansas City Hoyles and the uh, uh, Baltimore Orioles, mm-hmm. two worst teams in baseball. The Heads are the worst team in the National League. So, so what what's going on, man? Your boy Billy Hamilton's not stealing bases anymore. Uh, we've had two unbelievable pitching performances the last two days. Uh, mm-hmm. Tyler Malley pitched great today. Yesterday, Sauramano pitched great. It's almost it almost looked like he knew Homer Bailey's getting ready to come off the yes. disabled list. Uh, yes. You said that the other day. I like that. Uh, and he decided I might be the odd man out. I better get my act together. And he was right. Yes. So and he did, and he pitched great. He so did. did he save himself? No. For me, no, because that was. But if they're putting Bailey into the into the bullpen, then why would they drop? Why would they send down Ramon? Well, they, yeah, they don't have to. If if that's what they decide to do, then yes, they don't have to, and he's probably safe. Um, if they decide, we still don't know. If they decide, because Bailey made a start at AAA Louisville on Monday, and he he got hit hard. Right, he, he pitched he's terrible. The he guy, pitched three innings. He's gave up terrible. six hits, five earned runs. Yeah, five earned runs. In AAA, in his first rehab start, um, he's eligible to come off the DL already. So, but they don't have a timetable for him. So, I they haven't even announced when he's going to pitch again. Whether it's going to be in AAA or up here, whether it's going to be out of the bullpen or starting, yeah. we're waiting on that news, and that's probably going to be any day now. But he's obviously his knee, his knee inflammation is obviously well enough to pitch. I don't know if it's bothering him. When he's actually pitching, and that's what's having an effect on him. Yeah. But maybe that knee's been bad for like three years now, then too. But so so we don't know exactly what's going on with Bailey when he's coming back. It's probably going to be soon. If they decide to put him back in the starting rotation, and Jim Riggleman keeps doing all these crazy things because he said Jesse Winker is out as as the you know fourth. Uh, you know, in the starting ro- in the starting rotation of yeah. the outfielders, that, and then that the, four very, man rotation. the very next day he got the start, and for the last like seven or eight games, he's been the best or second best hitter on the team, probably. Yeah. So, Riggleman's just going off the cuff for the rest of this year because he knows he's not going to be back. Care. He's going to do. Let whatever. me ask you a question. He's he's uh, leading Scott Chevler off now, and <laughs> Chevler's actually hitting yeah. out of that spot now. He this guy's got more lineups than Tony Larusa. It's unbelievable. Yes. He's going to be having out, uh, pitchers playing the outfield like Joe Madden here pretty soon. All right, so listen, uh, two things. I just thought of this. First off, rest of the show, uh, uh, 10, 15, 10, 12 minutes, uh, 52 minutes here. We're, we, we're not getting to Colin Kaepernick today because I, I got a lot on it, and and we're gonna, we'll are gonna we start off next week with that. Okay. Anyway, so um, rest of the show, if you say somebody's name starts with an R or a J and pronounce it incorrectly, quarter. Yo, quarter. Oh, Fine boy. jar. Fine jar, two quarter. Okay. So, LeBron James. James. Not Hames. James. Ooh. So, we got to make sure we do it right. That sounds like you're you're doing a Y-H. Like you're almost it's, like. Isn't like, that like. Like ho- cool oh, whip. Jose. Like cool mm-hmm. whip. But you're whip. saying. Or but you're saying Chris LeBron James. Yes. Like, like yeah. adding a little H in there. I, I thought I heard that. Well. I I'm liked not, it. I'm not sure. I, it probably was. And, and I'll take it as long as it's pronounced correctly. Okay. In our it's for the rest of the day. Okay, so um, and then <laughs> I also thought of something else really quickly because it's been driving me crazy for the last three minutes. Go as soon as you said the Cincinnati Heads. Yeah, the Reds have a quarter. I know, but for this for this, I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna give you a quarter. And here's fifty cents because the Reds have a. A kids club called the Reds Head Seventy Five Cents Kids Club. Okay, so if you say if you if you pronounce the R like an H, it's the Heads Heads Kids Club, and I love yes, that. The Cincinnati it's Heads Heads the, Kids Club. Yeah. And, and and then in my head, I'm in my head, I am I am looking at it as H E A D H E A D S Club Kids Club Head Heads Kids Head Club. Heads, kid all right, so there you go. So, uh, Yim Higgleman, all right, now that he hey, has good. taken over, since he's taken over, Billy Hamilton stopped stealing bases. Maybe a little bit afterwards. Brian Price always said that that 
Billy Hamilton always had a green light mm-hmm. whenever he wanted. He could go. It was on him. He would never he, – he, there was no giving or taking off steel signs, green light all the time. You think Riggleman said something to him? Do you think Riggleman has something? Oh, that's 50 cents. Higgleman had anything to do with this? It would it would surprise me a lot if he did because it doesn't make sense because I've been arguing for Billy Hamilton as having more value than any other guy who's hitting 187 because when the times, the few times he does get on base, he's so much more valuable there right. than almost any other player in the league because of his ability to run his speed. And he's a great He's a great base runner. He's a great base stealer. He's become yeah. he became really good at reading pitchers, at getting yeah. jumps. He became really good at that. So coupled with his speed and being great at reading pitchers, that made him a great base stealer, probably the best one in the league. He has attempted 13 stolen. He's been on base 64 times between hits and walks this year. Actually 62 because he has two home runs. You can't, can't you can't that. steal when you're right. you know, a home run. 62 times he's been on base. He has attempted 13 stolen bases. He's 10 for 13, but doesn't even right. make sense. He did, and and like he had like four in like four games at one time or something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had a spurt where he had a bunch of them clustered together, but he had like he went on like a 16 game streak where he didn't even attempt one. And I don't understand. That doesn't make any sense to me. Run your butt off whenever you want. It doesn't even matter. Like, okay, in, in game situations where it's a one-run game, you're up one run, you don't want to run yourself out of an inning or whatever the situation is, don't be smart about it. But, look, if you get on base and you're down four or five runs or something or even probably not up four – well, if you're up four or five runs in, like, the eighth inning, don't steal. There's a whole stupid unwritten rule thing and all that stuff. But blah blah blah. Right. Yeah, the Reds are never never up by that much. <laughs> right. So <laughs> today though they were. They were. But just run, like run as much as you can. If you're Billy Hamilton, that's gonna that's gonna increase your stock. I mean, if you're only gonna hit 200, they'll be able to do something because he you, ain't even hitting 200. You have to. You're right. You have to be able to do the one thing you're incredible at. He's incredible at two things, but the one big thing, offense, the one thing offensively, because the other thing is his defense, but the one thing offensively you are really good at is your speed, is stealing bases and, and creating havoc for the defense when you are on base and creating runs that way. Mm-hmm. If you're not doing that, then yeah, worthless. You, you're, you're the one that should be the one left out of the starting rotation of four man outfielders, except for Adam Duvall, who's hitting as badly. Yes, except he's true. driving that's in true. more runs. He but, is driving in more runs. That's true. And and Billy's not scoring them because he's not he's not running he's not running the bases to get in scoring position. And that's a shame. I, I hope something happens where he somebody says something to him, gets in his ear, and says. Just run. Just run all the time. Yeah. He has to. All right. So we're coming up here. We've got a couple minutes left. We try to keep this at an hour. Uh, we, we bring this thing out every Thursday, so uh, keep your heads out there. I really wanted to get to Colin Kaepernick. This is the sec- second time that we said we were going to do it and didn't happen. Yesterday we had an awesome conversation about what we think about Colin Kaepernick, just the two of us talking, not to anybody else. So We talked for like two hours. We talked longer on the phone, actually on FaceTime, yes. because we were having some, some phone issues. I had, I had no cell service, but I had Wi-Fi, so <laughs> we FaceTimed. Um, and it was great. We had we had a like big time conversation about that, about politics. I don't think we've ever spoken about that stuff no, before. No, but it was awesome. Like it we was. we had a great and and look, we agree on probably most stuff. Some things we don't completely agree on, but but we're able we, to see each other's side yes. of things and not act like crazy people. We're not we're not extreme one way or the other on any political or social issues or anything like that and i think that's the key when we start talking about this thing that's the big thing is is people have these people get so emotional about it and so emotionally attached to to their one side that they end up putting blinders on and they have they then they're 
they disable themselves from having a real actual conversation about it. There is two sides to every single story. And if you close your eyes and don't listen to what another person says, it goes both ways on this. Mm-hmm. 100% both ways. You have to open your ears and open your eyes. If you're kneeling, you have to open your ears and open your eyes if you think they're stupid. Because both people have a point and they want to make it. And you might hate it. You might completely disagree with it. But you can't shut out. You can't just... My mind is made up. No matter what you say, everything you say is stupid. Like that's that's where people have gotten to so much more now. With all, with all, not just with this, right. but with almost anything that comes up, any uh, social issue, yes, or political. Right, so issue. there's there's our there's our our little you're preview. not gonna get too too much uh, politics out of us, but a little preview for next week. All right, so we'll get into that um, next week. Obviously, we'll talk a little bit more about the Reds. Uh, I guess. How much time do we have left? Are we done? No, we're at exactly an hour. Okay. What do you? We, you got something? What do you want to say? You know, I, I just, I, I'll keep it to like a minute or two. Go. But I got to tell you, everybody wants, and and this this came from uh we we mentioned this a couple weeks ago when uh one of the one of the three major things that every girl puts on their um profile on their. Outside lover, dog lover, travel lover. Everybody wants to be outdoors all the time. Not this guy. No. Not this guy at all. Let me tell you about outdoors. There's bugs everywhere. In the summertime, (laughs) bugs everywhere, and they want to eat my whole body. Where did this come from? It's it's just a thing that I know (laughs) I am single on this opinion. I know it because everybody wants to be outside constantly. Look, for me, there are 10 to 20 days in the entire year that the weather is so nice to, for for me, for what I think is nice, that I'm like, I got to be outside. I have to be outside. I love this. I get really excited. I get in a good mood when the weather is perfect and we have we don't what have a lot perfect? of those. What is perfect? It's like it's like 70 about there it's you know it's sometimes upper 60s some yeah maybe somewhere in there no wind spring or fall usually it it happens in one of those things and i'll tell you what i like an overcast day over a sunny day wow an overcast day over a sunny day what that says about your personality i says i'm a terrible (laughs) i have an awful personality clearly not true but but man outdoors People, everybody wants to do fires. Fi- everybody's got a oh, fire man, pit. man, we talked about this. So- everybody, uh, look, I don't want to smell like the fire. I don't want to see. Everybody wants to have a fire when it at night when it gets dark and it in in the summer or in the in the winter. I'm sorry, in the in the, sometimes in the winter, but in the spring and the fall. In the spring and the fall, it's 40 at night. Why do I want to go outside when it's 40? I wanted to go out when it was 70 at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I don't want to go outside when it's 40. It's cold out there. But there's a fire. You but can stay warm. But you have to go all the way up to the fire. you got to sit there. You're still outside. There are still bugs all over the place. The fire attracts the bugs, and it's they're biting you all over the fire place. Fire does not attract bugs. Absolutely. It? I mean, you know, it doesn't like the light attracts the okay, bugs. Okay, if okay, a bug okay. flies into a fire, yes, <laughs> it's going to catch on fire and probably pass on but uh i'm telling you outside the sun is trying Hest to kill you peace. the sun is trying to kill you um hest in peace if you die from the sun um bugs are trying to eat you okay any wildlife out there is trying to eat you and it's either cold or hot like there's no there are so few days that are really actually really perfect to sit outside so I think I'm I'm the opposite. I want it to be like 95 and 100% humidity, sweating like a crazy person. I love that. It's the best thing in the world. But so real quick, funny story. Buddy of mine, I'll say his name. I don't care. Nobody Nobody's going to care anyway. Mike Little. Okay. So bald. Okay. You know how a lot of people don't like being next to fire because they don't like smelling like fire. And it's mostly because your hair gets, you know, gets that smell in it. Well, that's not his and issue. Your he will. We will be somewhere where they'll have a fire at night, and he will sit 
40 feet away from everyone around the fire. And it's the most difficult person to have a conversation with. He'll just chime in. Well, you forget he's over there. And we'll be talking and he chime in. It's, Mike, come over here. Nope, not coming over there. Then you're not allowed in the conversation anymore. (laughs) You, Adam Schmidt, Uh Mike, you guys are no longer allowed in any conversations if there is a fire going on. If you're not sitting around the fire, you're excluded from conversating. Mike and I will have our own conversation 40 feet away from the fire. As a matter of fact, we might go inside. We might go inside and have a better conversation than you're having outside because it's climate controlled inside and it's comfortable inside and there aren't animals and bugs trying to eat me inside. Oh, I love it. On that note, on that note, we might get back into some more of that next week too. Uh, outside, most overrated thing. Not not the most, but one of craziest them. thing I've ever heard in my life. Yep. Uh, catch us on Facebook. Please comment. Go to the Beat the Streak app. Check it out. Go to the Slippery Dogs Slippery Dogs group on Beat the Streak. See if you can beat us. Win some uh, sports, uh, some nosebleed sports podcast stuff. Uh, if you can, if you get what I also said, if you get to twenty at any point in time, you get to twenty. I'm gonna give you. A, you get a nosebleed T-shirt. You end up with the longest for the rest for the whole season. Only counts while you're in our group. So if you get a 15 game and then join our group, that doesn't count. Right. It's it's the streak you have while in the group. So join the group as soon as as soon as you can. Good detail. Slippery man. dogs. Uh, you'll get you'll get the whole basket for the for the overall winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we got uh, so Facebook, beat the streak. Check us out. We're on iTunes. Uh, podcast. We are on SoundCloud, CastBox. Uh, we throw it on YouTube as well. Possibly thinking about setting a couple cameras up so you guys can watch us actually do this. At some on point, YouTube. we will. This is it's a possibility. It's been thrown around. Uh, then I'm gonna have to put my makeup on and all that, and you know, I'm I wear mine no matter what. Yes. Whether I'm in well, front of the camera. You look good in it too. You look very good in it too. Appreciate that. You got it, man. All right, he's Adam Schmidt. I'm Chris Witt. Don't forget to turn your lights on and have a great day. Let's do it.